Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a My Parent Next Round Conversation, bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give a better picture of what's been going on in the alcohol beverage community. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Adam Zuniga, the, uh, an advanced Cicerone and the curator of the NotFest Beer Pit. Adam, thanks so much for joining me. Adam, thank you for having me. It's always good to know another Adam. Yes, always. And also, we have a special guest, which is a beer lover, senior editor at VinePair, you know, just all around beer cheerleader, Kat Walensky. Kat. Hey, hey. Yeah, I mean, you like, you crashed my my interview. I did. I'm like, is this weird? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here on the next round episode, breaking the rules. So we're going to, you know, we're going to co-interview Adam, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Um, but before we jump into Kat and my questions for you, can you chat with us a little bit about what NotFest Beer Pit is? Absolutely. So the NotFest Beer Pit is a direct-to-consumer beer subscription club that is that is sent monthly, uh, meant to represent the highest quality craft beers on the market as well as the most metal craft beers available on the market and a collection that you won't find anywhere else paired together. So what do you mean by the most metal? Well, it's an interesting question you ask. Um, my background uh, is often working in uh, craft beer sales and in marketing. And in so doing, I found a way to incorporate a lot of my own personal interests into it, which of course includes heavy metal. And the more <laughs> I look for it, <laughs> the more I find that you will find uh, brewers in any given brewery, whether they're a declared metal brewery or not, have, a, have just a background and a love and a passion for hard rock, heavy music, uh, for heavy metal that helps to kind of get them through the day and influence their work. So when I say uh, metal beer, I believe they're bringing the same, the same ethic and the same attitude to their beer as if they play in a band, as if it's their own passion product, as if it expresses their own DIY ethic. Uh, and that quality, first and foremost, is what translates into the beer. So yes, it can be big and boozy and aggressive. It can be, uh, it can be lighter and sessionable and intended for a, a show and day drinking. They can bring the uh, aesthetic into the label art, into the name. It goes into their recipe development and thought process. To me, all those things represent a metal beer. And I'm trying to bring them all into the NotFest beer pit into this box people receive monthly in such a way that you'll never have available anywhere else all at one time, all in one place. Wow. That's really awesome. Um, so had, had you ever like attempted like a, a subscription service like this before? Sort of, did you know anything about what this was going to take going into it? What was the, what was your sort of uh, planning to, to launch a beer subscription service? So one of the few, positives uh, after, you know, we could say a year of negative. Obviously, that craft beer, as has every industry, been struck hard on account of COVID and during the, the pack pandemic over, over a year now. Um, so as a result, people have had to get crafty. Breweries have had to get even more crafty. Uh, we've seen a lot of traditional, traditional distribution laws not fail, but at least probably become more lapsed during the pandemic while breweries figure out how to reach the consumer directly. And uh, this, it's been much the same for artists and bands and musicians, you know, because they're not able to tour. They're not able to perform live right now. Um, so in this case, 5B artists and media uh, who represents Slipknot uh, and a variety of heavy bands on their roster um, was trying to see, well, how can we continue to reach our fans, even though we can't play live right now? Um, and I had originally met them at Kings County Brewers Collective at KCBC. 
when they were uh, collaborating on a beer for another one of their bands called Behemoth. And you never okay. know how these little things are going to come back. So it really just circled around. They were looking to get uh, more invested in the beer business uh, to find out how to kind of like uh, monetize their artists uh, when live music is not happening. Uh, so they approached me with the idea of a direct-to-consumer beer club. And it was just kind of the perfect storm because we're living uh, we're living in a state right now where there is nothing more important than direct-to-consumer. Um, right. So they said we want to work with you. We want you to lead this project. You select the beers, you work with the breweries. We'll try to incorporate kind of our, our bands and our branding and it'll be the perfect storm. Nice. So yeah, what, how, how many breweries are taking part in the club and how many bands? So as of right now, uh, so each box month to month is going to include four different breweries and you get two beers from each brewery. So one box, four uh, eight beers, four breweries, and in each box, I'm going to try to include at least a, a nod to uh, some of the band beers that have come before or the longest standing band beers out there. Uh, so in this month, for instance, we have a Belching Beaver Phantom Bride IPA included, and that's a collaboration with Deftones, who is okay. one of 5B's artists. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, we have um, Morbid Hour Black Pilsner, which is my beer made in collaboration with Kings County Brewers Collective and St. Vitus Bar, which we shot a pilot episode for and released as the first episode uh, for a series called The Six Most Metal Breweries. Okay. Um, and then we also include Adroit Theory Gashidokuro Double IPA and then Wayfinder Hell, their Hellas Lager. Uh, that's from Wayfinder Beer in Portland, Oregon. Um, so every month it'll be at least uh, four different breweries from four different states, and then we'll try to have one band beer involved. And where are you sourcing the beer? Like, are, are so all the beers coming to you first in, you know, New York, et cetera, and then you're boxing them up and selling them? Or are they coming individually from the different breweries? Like, so obviously, you have a, a brewery from Portland here, a brewery from Brooklyn, yeah. uh, one from Virginia, one from Oceanside, California. So how is this all working? It's a vast, it's a vast network. Um, <laughs> so I am currently based in California, and 5B okay. Artists and Media is based in both California and New York. Um, so I am uh, working with all the breweries to arrange um, a one-time drop and temporary distribution to the state of New Jersey, believe it or not, unless they're already distributed there. Um, and they ship their beer to New Jersey, um, and it's received by a large retailer called Roselle Park Wines and Spirits, okay. who also who also ships all Slipknot whiskey nationally. And when you really... When you really dig into this, it's unbelievable that it's it's uh, tr traditionally, historically, it has been easier to mail order wine or whiskey than it has beer. And I don't know the full extent of the reasoning behind that. But like I said, thankfully, those laws are starting to change a little bit, or at least people are kind of turning a blind eye during COVID. So I get all these breweries to ship their beer to New Jersey for just a one-time, non-exclusive, temporary drop. From there, it is shipped to about 30 states by Roselle Park Wine and Spirits. And those 30 states are eventually going to grow to hopefully 40, uh, possibly 50. There's a couple outliers, the blue states, you know who you are. Um, and then we might start shipping internationally to a couple additional countries as well. Cool. So how are you getting this, how are you getting the word out about this? Um, and how's it been so far? So far, so good. Uh, anything that starts small inevitably has to grow. That is the nature of life and music and beer. And uh, primarily, the word has been through uh, notfestbeerpit.com. 
and notfest.com. And we're promoting it on social. And that's also why I reached out to Kat, um, because originally, you know, Vine Pair, when we did the collaboration with uh, Morbid Hour, uh, with KCBC yep. and um, St. Vitus Bar, you know, Vine Pair was thankfully one of the uh, publications out there, the brands out there that's big enough to explore uh, a world as potentially off the beaten track or morbid as craft beer and heavy metal. And I really appreciate it. So I reached out to you Hell just yeah. to see if there was any interest. That's right. It's, it's a great thing, Kat, because a lot of, you know, on the beer side of things, a lot of people want to say, well, metal is like, it's too gimmicky. It's too quirky. It's not serious enough, serious enough. And craft beer still wants to be taken very seriously. And on the metal side, people might want to say, well, craft beer is not metal enough. It's too niche. It's too specific. Right. Like this, this strain of metal breweries out there. So I love it when someone like Vine Pair will explore this world and acknowledge it. Totally. Cool. I love covering those cross sections of beer world and like the other worlds that kind of like Venn diagram around it. And metal is obviously one of them always has been like beer has always been a part of metal lifestyle and shows and, um, I think it's it's makes sense to approach that from a branding perspective too. I do have a question about the service itself. So I am often asked for recommendations for beer subscription services or gifts, and I don't usually have any recommendations that I can feel really good about. So can you tell us how Not Best Beer Pit is different and why it's worth the subscription compared to others um, and considering the price point as well? Yeah, I think so. It's it's different uh, because first of all, it's it's month to month, so there is no required like commitment. Um, you can go as you want to go, like so month to month, take it or leave it. You can choose, and then in addition to that, like um, the beers are, I, I, I'm gonna say they're they're chosen by me. They're curated by an advanced cicerone. Like a lot of thought and effort goes into the beers you'll be drinking every month. So there is no doubt, like I said, quality first. And to me, uh, the idea of metal, the idea that that is metal, first and foremost, it represents quality. So you have a beer subscription club that you can choose month to month that's guaranteed to do the highest quality curated by an advanced Cicerone. And then, of course, with a unique point of view, um, when you have a, an agency behind it, like 5B Artists and Media, uh, it's just the further uh, kind of seal and stamp of approval that like these beers represent our artists. Uh, these beers represent kind of the heaviest, the most metal beers on the market. So if you take all that combined, no commitment, highest quality and most metal attitude and aesthetic that you will not find anywhere else. I haven't seen anyone else out there doing something even remotely similar yet. That is true. <laughs> I think uh, it's just people don't a lot of you know people that are looking for gifts around the holidays and things like that um most of the subscription services that have existed over the last few decades are like either they're distributor run or you know you're kind of getting like the dusty things off of the shelves uh that maybe weren't selling so well yeah people don't realize but i do have another question um about the freshness so obviously these are all quality beers but if they're coming from around the country and then to New Jersey and then back out to wherever they're being sent around the country or even internationally, how can we know that, you know, something like a black lager or any lager really will, will probably survive decently uh, overseas. But if it's something like, you know, the adroit theory, 
EBK, which is, I think, like 8% uh, Imperial IPA. It's, you know, chock full of all sorts of different hop varieties. Yeah. You know, how are you guaranteeing that that can be enjoyed fresh? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm putting a lot of thought and effort into into freshness because, uh, like you said, so every box I want to include at least one, if not two loggers. And as we know, like loggers are more prone to survive shipping. Uh, they're more prone to like stay fresh longer because they're not highly hopped. So I think every box is going to include at least one to two loggers, specifically with freshness in mind. And then also when it comes to like kind of imperial territory with stouts like there will always also be like a bigger beer that uh that can only like improve with age uh that uh, that even something like oxidation might bring out more wanted flavor so if it does have a little bit of time between it reaches the consumer um it'll still be like uh, a valued experience and still highest quality and tasting good uh ipas i have to pay very very special attention to because as you know they're the most volatile the most perishable um, so what we're going to do going forward is make sure uh, that IPAs uh, in any given box are only like canned and shipped uh, at the very end of the month prior to that box. So um, it's kind of looking at this. This is the first box that just went out and it was shipped in the very end of March. So what I'm going to try to do going forward, like, for example, for the April box that's coming um the IPA, I don't know if I should give it away who's included yet, but the IPA was just canned literally the last week of uh, the last week of March for the April box. And then we're going to keep pushing forward to get that April box out maybe mid-month instead of the end of the month. So the bottom line is the absolute goal is to make sure that an IPA will be canned uh, within like within 30 days of being received by Roselle Park and shipped out to consumer. And then it will be consumed most definitely within 60 days of reaching the consumer. And that will go for all beers, not just IPA. Um, so we are really trying to make sure that all said and done, when this is rolling perfectly out to market, like no beer in there uh, will have more than 90 days on it at the absolute most, which is, I would say, like a reasonable representation of freshness from any brewery, as long as like conditions are kept under control. So right now on the site, right, the the subscription it's 50 bucks uh a box right do you will the will the prices change or are you trying to keep it 50 every month like how does that work so if anything we'd love to get the prices down a little bit and like cool. i said it's still a work in progress and we are figuring that out um right now i mean it's important to emphasize like you're getting uh eight beers total uh two of the same beer from each brewery so I mean, when you break down costs and you can kind of tell me what's going on in New York City right now, like if you were to order eight beers from any of the breweries kind of doing a direct to home delivery, kind of what that amounts to with like tax and delivery fee and everything. Uh, I don't know if like $50 is relatively in the ballpark, um, but I can tell you definitely just from having ordered from beer subscription services in the past, um, that's not that's not outlandish just given the cost of shipping and all things right. considered. Um, and then we're going to reevaluate after like three or four months and just decide, like, do we want to include more beers? Do we want to include less beers? And ultimately, like, how does that take the price down or add further value? Very cool. Not another question, but I was going to say, you know, 50 bucks might seem like a lot for eight beers, but it's also important to consider that you're, you're getting things that you probably don't have access to considering that they're coming from like through this 
you know, crazy distribution uh, setups that you have going. Um, like, of course, I can get KCBC in Brooklyn, but I don't think I can ever really get Wayfinder or Adroit Theory, um, even Belching Beaver. So that's pretty rare around here. So I think it's cool to like be able to try these beers that, you know, you're, you're aware of, but maybe don't get to drink too often. No, it's very true. You're, you're supporting craft breweries around the country that still have um, traditionally like limited distribution. So uh, like I said, this collection won't be available in any one place uh, anywhere else anytime soon. No, I think it's, I think it's very cool because it's like, I also, I like the idea that this is a, a subscription club, but it's based on a theme as opposed to just like, Hey, it's a, like, we'll send you whatever, you know, beer is cool right now. And usually I think people then are sort of wary of subscription clubs. It's like, well, then is it just like the best, you know, the beer they got the best deal on this month? Right. Like, how does that work? Right. I think it's cool. They're like, no, these are breweries that all sort of share an ethos and exactly. make beers that share an ethos. I think that's, that's super, super dope. Yeah, for sure. No, there is a there is an ethos and an ethic guiding the selection of every beer that goes into this box. Yeah. And if you check out Six Months Metal Breweries, any of the interviews, like Adam knows all these people. <laughs> like you've been, you know, you've been most metally connected with all these breweries. So uh, not to not to <laughs> yeah, not to not to play favorites, but I mean a lot of the a lot of the breweries included in this box are really like best friends throughout the country and among this industry. So it's great to be able to continue working with them in this way. Again, while we while we still are on on lockdown, while the country is still partially shut down. So everyone's getting crafty and it's just a way of like I said, continuing uh to communicate this message of craft beer and heavy metal uh across the nation. I dig it because yeah, I, I was not super aware of craft beer and heavy metal. I got, I, I'm not gonna lie. I always thought it was like craft beer and jam bands. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, you know, I, I'm glad to have been informed. But you know, cat, cats kept me in, 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 in the know. I guess right, cat. Like you, you've, you've yeah, educated yeah. me that there's some, there's some metal people. But yeah, man, I always thought it was like. I mean, I wrote that story like three years ago. <laughs> Grateful Dead people. I know, but I'm just saying what I'm. You know, I think most people think it's like, no, you know, it's not. most people, people following fish connection. across the country. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, this is this this is cool, Adam. How do people find the? How do people sign up? Um, uh, okay, so Adam, first of all, I'm just gonna say like I am firmly committed to taking some of the hippie out of craft beer, and you're right, <laughs> there is that stigma, and there are a lot of people also working on my side of the industry that are definitely like uh, hippie fish, following them around the country, and there is that image ever since Sierra Sierra Nevada cobbled together their first brew house, but we're one hundred percent, we're taking it back. Um, <laughs> There's room uh, for all music lovers in the craft beer world. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is ultimately what is most important, Kat. You are absolutely correct. Um, how do people sign up? Uh, they go to notfestbeerpit.com. Uh, that is the single best source. You go to notfest.com, awesome. and there's also a link to the beer pit. Uh, you can follow Notfest on social. Uh, you can follow Six Most Metal Breweries on social. Uh, we both regularly push and plug this just to draw attention to it and get more people involved. Amazing. Well, Adam, this has been really awesome to chat with you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's really, really cool. And Kat, thanks for joining me on this one. Yeah, thanks for letting me in, guys. Adam and Adam. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Kat, Adam, I am so thankful for the moment. Uh, really appreciate you supporting craft beer and heavy music. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. 
Now for the credits. VinePair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping me make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, VinePair's tasting director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the VinePair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.